Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. We are in Detroit together. In the D, bro. Cheers, brother. Salute. Salute. We're having some fun. Sean is finally here in Detroit. Hell yeah. Drinking out of the biggest... What are those called? Mason jars ever. Mason jars, yes. We got uh, some meat smoking. Oh, yeah. Smells delish. Amazing. We'll put some pictures on Instagram. You're so bougie that you're monitoring it from (laughs) inside. (laughs) Therm a pro. I'm hashtag jelly. Yeah. It's amazing. Dude, we're so happy that you guys are here. Well, we are happy to be here. It is not even funny, dude. So, Sean showed up with... Sean and Brooks showed up with a prethala of gifts for us, <laughs> and uh, we're so appreciative. Jenna has had this uh, fantasy of me with a camera Where's around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> me with a camera around my neck and holding a baby. And nothing else. Strapped on. to my chest. And yeah, it would be way too dirty with nothing else on. But, uh, but yeah, and, and you guys came and uh, we got a new camera, and a Canon. What's it called? A Canon what? Uh, that is a Canon T five. Canon T five, and the the best camera we've ever owned. By the way, remind me once we're done to show you my bullshit camera that I had. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's already taken some awesome photos and I think we're going to have some fun with it. Hell yeah, for sure, man. Hell, maybe we might even, uh, start a family, a Heinz family Instagram Uh-oh. just to, you know, kind of strut our, str- uh, strut our step, step <laughs> our strut. What do you, how do you say it? Shut our stuff. There you go. And learn how to actually use the camera. So Jenna's homework assignment is to watch YouTube while she's still on uh, maternity leave and learn how to master that camera. So she'll do she'll do awesome. Yeah, we we gotta take advantage of the fact that it's a brand new camera to us, used to you, but brand new to us. And better than anything we've ever had, so. Because I don't know nothing, dude. <laughs> I don't know squat when it comes down to photography. Well, you put it in dummy mode, and it pretty much does everything for you anyway, so. Yeah. You can learn as you go, and. Yeah. One day, you'll find yourself clicking over to manual and doing everything yourself. <laughs> one day. I don't know. <laughs> or Jenna will, should I say, after all of her YouTubing. 
Yeah, so that's the thing, right? I mean, there's new skills to learn all the time. You know, I got a buddy, we, we've got a buddy that um, does insurance. And we were talking to him about just business and stuff in life. The dude is just awesome. He's an awesome Jew. Uh, he, uh, both our wives pregnant at the same time. And both of them deliver on the same day. Dang. Um, this is how crazy it is. So, Jenna decides to induce because she had the option, because she was ready. And his wife, they had to induce because of health reasons. And their son, they had a boy. We had a boy, didn't know what we were having. But they delivered almost two hours to the dot before she did. Hmm. And both our boys are named Max. What? <laughs> yeah. Did you plan that or something? No, he did not. The last we had talked, we went out to dinner, and he had a whole list of names, and they were all just kind of like, you know, weird names to his wife. She didn't like any of them. Me and Jenna, we had fought over and over again about names and never decided on anything, right? Yeah. And so neither one of us had names picked out, but while we, when we finally end up having kids, the baby pops out, we both name our boys Max. <laughs> Weird. But anyway, you know, he was talking to, to us about insurance and stuff, because that's what he does, and how he's getting into this new niche of, like, commercial insurance for, uh, for big companies. And all these different certifications. And he was like, look, dude, if you want to get into it, I'll help you out. It's a simple certification. You take a class for X amount of months and you can do it. <laughs> and so it got me on this kick of just like, I would love to learn a new skill, something other than engineering. Because I think that, one, it would be cool to supplement income. But two, I just think that it's something cool to learn a new skill. Yeah, And so with this camera, it's a new skill, something that neither one of us have ever been passionate about, but this gift from you guys is kind of igniting something to, sure. you know, it, it's putting a flame to a fantasy she's always had, which I just don't understand, but still, I think it'd be pretty cool to, to learn a new skill. and lick you from your head to your toe, <laughs> I don't know why not. <laughs> what yeah. fan to say? Exactly. No, that's cool, man. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I say I say go for it, especially as a hobby, because you can, you know, at your own time frame and all that, you can learn as much as you want or as little as you want and become, you know, hell, maybe three months from now or three years from now, you'll be quitting your engineering job being a pro photographer. You oh, never know. Shit. You know no, what I'm saying? No, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't going to happen. So <laughs> it, it makes me think about all the people that moved to Hollywood to become a star. Yeah. You know, they... Working at the restaurants. They're waitresses. Bartenders. Plus boys. Yeah, no thank chauffeurs. you. Chauffeurs. 
Yeah, yeah, no thank you. It doesn't interest me one bit. I'd be broke as a joke, dude. I'd be taking blurry photos. Like, I think that's a squash at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's the groom. <laughs> well, that's kind of the difference between... Because, dude, a lot of people, you know, buy a DSLR or whatever camera, and they watch some YouTubes, and they do the thing a little bit, and they think, you know, oh, I can put it on automatic, <clears throat> I can go shoot some event or something. Sure. I can charge some money, and I'm, I'm a pro now. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, I, you can get away with it, but when you really have the passion behind, like, taking photos, yeah, that really... You know, it really comes out in the end product. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> well, it's like, so we were talking earlier. Well, you know, we were setting up the smoker and getting ready. So, so by the way, it's uh, it's the Thursday night before this recording comes out. And, you know, I decided to go ahead and start setting up the smoker and everything before they showed up with that new barbecue rub. Oh, yeah. The Magic Dust. 17th Street, baby. Oh, so good. Um, and, and and so while we were there, uh, just setting everything up, you know, they, they came in just in time to help me out. God, where was I going with that? Probably passion for smoking meat. Yeah, I don't know. It's your new hobby. It is my new hobby. Like, so for me, I, I'm not trying to make any money smoking meats, but... Well, and you didn't know anything about it prior. I had really, I, did yeah, you? I knew nothing about it. <clears throat> so for me, my thing is like, you know, I'm no longer in school. I got the highest degree possible for me that I care to get. And, um... But I'm still young enough to continue to learn and develop a new skill. And I have been loving smoking meats. Dude, I've done pork bellies and... Uh, briskets. I've done two pork butts, and we've got two pork buck, two pork butts on the smoker tonight. Yeah, we do. And it's <clears> gonna <throat> go all night long. All night long. All, all night. night. It's gonna be about a fourteen-hour, maybe a sixteen-hour smoke. Mm. Man, we're gonna eat good tomorrow. Hell yeah! Good things come to those who wait. And we're already planning on chicken. Yeah, it's for tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to go to the grocery store tomorrow and uh, and pick up some wings. And my friend Drew, yeah, he sent us the recipe for some uh, unicorn blood barbecue sauce. <sighs> unicorn which blood. I want to pick up some ingredients for that. We have to because you haven't had it yet. No, I have not. And but man, I'm, it it's good. I'm gonna trust you to make the sauce. Oh, show. <laughs> I, I, you know, so so all the things that I've been smoking, I've not once put a sauce to them. Not once. Because they're that good? They don't eat it? Yes. So that just means... Honestly, yes. You do a good rub. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I'd rather have the rub than the sauce. But... You have to have, you have to, so we're going to have sliders tomorrow. Pork, uh, uh, not pork belly. Uh, what's Pulled it called? Pork. Pulled pork sliders tomorrow. 
You gotta have it without the sauce first. Yeah. And then after that, you can have put whatever sauce you want on it. But for me, we did it that way uh, for both pork butts that we've had. We did one with the magic dust and one with the pork butt rub. Mm-hmm. And um, which where did you find the pork butt rub? That was Amazon. It's called butt rub, isn't it? It's called butt rub. Yeah. Bad Brad's butt rub. If you're into meats and doing yeah. your own thing like that, you should yeah. check it out. So I put a picture of it on my personal Instagram. I'll have to put another picture of it on our unchurched uh, Instagram so that people can can follow along with the conversation. But I tell you what, dude, it was so good the first time with the magic dust. It was almost a week later. I took some into work because we had so much. It was such a big pork butt. Big old booty. It was a big old piggy, piggly wiggly booty. <laughs> Several days later, after I had been eating on it all week long, I took it into work, and they raved about it and loved it. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple he's. <laughs> so bad. They love that pig ass. <clears throat> no doubt about it. So, um, I think we're in for a treat, bro. I definitely can't wait. Yeah. Uh, and Brooke's excited as well. Yeah. Because we've been seeing your Insta posts and wishing we were here to taste it. Uh-oh. Text message from the wife. She's awake at uh, 10 minutes to 2 a.m. That's what a newborn does. <laughs> so our energy level has been... Um, Way down. Way down. And this is the latest that I've stayed up. You're welcome. And uh, in a month, at least. <laughs> Maybe a lot more than a month. Um, so, uh, it's been nuts, dude. The I can only imagine. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. feedings. It's been absolutely draining. So, I get to work. And my mind is just like completely fogged. <laughs> I'm standing up at my desk so that I can actually focus on what I need to do. And I'm drinking coffee into the early afternoon, which is not normal for me. Really? Yeah. So are you one of those people who can drink coffee right before bed? No. No. No, I can't. I, I've never been that guy. You know, historically... If I have coffee in the afternoon, I'm not going to sleep at night. Hmm. But since this baby has come, <laughs> I can drink coffee at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, once Max is down, 9 o'clock-ish, I'm snoring by 9.15. Buddy, bye. Gone. Completely gone. <laughs> you see that? Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart. So funny. Kevin Hart. Yes. Um, well, see, I'm one of those who uh, I am completely addicted to the sugars and the caffeines. Yeah. I could drink a cup of Joe right now and go to sleep in 20 minutes. Well. I'm not saying it's good, and I ain't saying it's bad, but... I also used to drink copious amounts of coffee. Yeah. 
and I actually don't do that anymore, but... No coffee at all? No, I mean, obviously, I work at a coffee shop. Yeah, I was about to say, I would think you drink some coffee. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the coffees, and I am a coffee snob for sure, mm-hmm. but I don't drink it as much as I used to, and um, hmm. I, I had some coffee. We had... Brooke and I went to a, a dinner with some friends last week, and... You know, we got done, <clears throat> which this is a question hmm. after my short little story here, but like, they they were like, oh, you, you guys want some coffee with like dessert kind of thing? It's like, yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee. Some of the people were like, well, if I drink coffee, I'm going to be up for like 14 hours, so I can't do it. And I was like, no, I want some coffee. Let's do it. I'll yeah. go to sleep right after. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just, it. I don't know. I'm super addicted to caffeine, I guess. But... Was that a thing in your family? Because growing up, <clears throat> sorry, man, this fucking fall allergy shit, the it's drainage terrible. in my throat is just continually sure. fucking me up. Sure. <laughs> anyway, like it was typical for my family to make coffee with the dessert. Okay. I don't know what it was, yeah. but it was just a thing and they could go to sleep. Hmm. Versus a couple of people in my family were like, no, nah, if I have coffee now, I'll be up. You know, is that a thing in your family? Oh, or yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah. Still is. So, my dad, I, you know, when I first started at Tata Motors, our motors are the tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I told my dad, I said, Dad, you know, they got shit coffee here. Folders. But I'm starting so early in the morning. Worse than Folgers. The best part of waking up. Nope. GFS. Like, old school, nasty coffee. I don't even know what that is. Gordon Food Services? Nope. It's a Detroit thing, I guess. Oh, that's why I don't know. <laughs> um, Lived in Detroit when I was in my 30s. Uh, so, so I told my dad, I said, you know, we've got this shit coffee. It's terrible. I said, but... The more I drink it, the more I find that I need it. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like water, but I, I need it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, son, don't worry about it. Coffee's not addicting. I've only been drinking it for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> I can quit when I want, man. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in for it then. Because I, I my dad, historically... I will see. I've never seen my dad drink water. My dad has either been drinking coffee, or he's drinking a Coke or a Pepsi. Yeah, that's it. I, I've wow. never, I've never seen him drink alcohol. I've never seen him drink a beer, wine, nothing. Hmm. I've never seen my dad drink anything, but coffee and soda. I don't know how people go through life without water. I, I don't either. I drink a shit ton of water every single day. Yeah. Like, a lot of water. Yeah. Like, we can buy a 40 case of water. (laughs) That's like a week and a half, maybe. Yeah. Unless I'm drinking, like, filtered water from the fridge. Sure. Which, right now, they're doing some work around our neighborhood, and they're like, hey, there's potential there could be lead in your water. So... Never and I'm hurt like, anybody. I didn't live in Flint, and I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. I love water. 
My dad won't drink it. He'll he'll he drinks he'll drink a vitamin water. That's the closest thing to water I've ever seen him drink. Hmm. And then he's got those little squeeze things that you know that you use for your yeah. vodka. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the best way to drink vodka is with water because you hydrate and dehydrate. It's not water. It's a squeezy thing. Well, yeah, they're for flavor. You know what I mean. So, so you actually put water in that vodka? Oh yeah, not just ice. No, water you is. You think I much vodka? <laughs> so, so, so Sean comes in. I drink about sixteen ounces of vodka at a time. So Sean, <laughs> Sean and Brooke walk in the door, and Sean is like limping and stiff as a board because it was a what eight hour drive roads suck no it wasn't the roads it's because it was an eight hour drive in a prius it was and the roads suck in a prius dude we were driving from ohio into michigan yeah and we didn't there's a lot of construction Right of course. There. Plus, it's nighttime, so we didn't see the Welcome to Michigan sign because Brooke wanted to get a picture like she's never been here in her life. I don't know why. Love you, babe. But <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, I can tell we're in Michigan. There's a very distinct change in the roads. Mm-hmm. And you go from, like, smooth sailing blacktop to, like, you're in the Serengeti. Baghdad. Hunting fucking big game or something. Sure. Sure. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. And <clears throat> I've said here before, I have three bulging discs in my lower back and like nerve damage and all the shit. Yeah. And yeah, man, riding in the car is one of the worst things. And there's definitely a difference. That's all I'm saying. There is. There but is. Yes. <clears throat> so, so, so Sean walks in and he's all stiff as a board. And immediately, you know, we're talking first in the kitchen. I've got black gloves on. And I'm, Rubbing mustard on the pork butts. Nothing else on his body either. So yeah, sexy. he's completely naked. And then he says something about your discomfort, about how bad the the ride was. Yeah, I got this like crick in my neck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, where you can only turn like to a certain point, and then you're like, "Yep, that's not happening." And I said one thing. I said the the vodka's in the freezer. <laughs> I was like a ninja. Glass was in my hand by the time he finished that sentence. I I never saw him grab a glass, but he just, all of a sudden, he had a glass of ice, and he was squeezing the little bottle on top. I don't even know what it is that you squeeze on top of the vodka. So, my point is that I never saw you add water to the vodka. There's more water in there than vodka. Okay, I believe you. It's just that I didn't see you put water in there. Sure. I'm a ninja. I didn't see you pour the vodka. I'm a cripple ninja. I, It's just, the next time I looked up, you were saying, you got a straw? <laughs> Actually, just wheel in the IV. It's going to be a long night. Because there was a full glass there. Oh, no, I do remember you walking by me saying, I'm going to use a plastic cup. Yes. And I said, dude, you're an adult. <laughs> Drop the plastic cup, get some glass. There's a story behind that. There's a story behind it. Go ahead and tell it. What did you do? What did you do the last time you were here in Detroit, Sean? Well, it wasn't the last time. It was actually when I lived here. 
It was the time, okay. And I want to say it was, like, either the first sure? or second. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the last time. No, it's been a long time ago. Okay. I wasn't with Brooke yet. My heart is still broken. Yeah, you're It still, still feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, there's a hole in your heart. A yeah. God-shaped one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so, a God-shaped No, don't do it. <laughs> I'm telling a story. <clears throat> Early on, when we first started hanging out, I show up with my liquors, and I think then I was drinking a lot of Coke. New Amsterdam and Coke. Hell yeah, bro. That's what it was. New Damien and Coke. New Amsterdam and Coke. Ugh. So I'm like, yo, I need a glass. I didn't bring my tumbler or whatever. And uh, unbeknownst to me, I grab one of your favorite uh, Star Wars glasses. Yeah. Because you're a Star Wars nerd. Yep. Well, you know, we're going through the night, and one thing leads to another, and swoop, right out of my hand, shatters, and I'm like, oh, shit. And you're like, oh, man, that was my favorite. <laughs> there goes my life. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm yeah. scarred with you yeah. and your glassware. Yeah. So, That's so why I'm drinking out of a fucking 32-ounce Kerr mason jar. Mason jar. Yeah, I don't care if that breaks. I don't even know what was in there. Hopefully not urine. <laughs> it might have been spaghetti sauce or something like that. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, uh, last time you guys were here, you brought a case of salsa. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And so we still have all those mason jars. Nice. We cleaned them out, and we've been drinking out of them. But this gigantic one that you're drinking out of now. Um, it's a mystery. No one knows where it came from. I'm not sure what was in it. Oh, I do know what was in it. Pickles. No. Green beans. So, <laughs> during the holidays, everybody passes out those uh, um, make a cookie yeah, or like a cocoa shit. thing with like half marshmallows and directions cocoa and directions and shit like that. That's what that was. Here's a fun gift that you got to work for. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and sober up and make yourself some hot chocolate. That's what that was. And then we kept the mason jar. And I can't tell you how many podcasts I've gone through with that. Full of vodka and ice and soda water. Yeah. Keeping the tradition going. Yeah. So, Sean asked for a straw. But the way he asked for a straw was <laughs> <laughs> something along the lines of, hey, I know it's not politically correct, but do you have a straw? And I'm like, yeah, we've got metal straws. Well, because the last time <clears throat> you were, you actually came up, um, or sorry, came down to so ill. Yes. And you started showing me all these pictures about turtles with fucking straws in their eyeball and like all this horrible shit trying to make me feel guilty because I asked for a straw. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. We got to save the planet. We have this. We have to save our marine life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's my fault that we dump. Yeah. Thousands of straws into an ocean. If we took a DNA swab of that straw. Oh and found God. your saliva. <laughs> so dumb. It would be your fault that that turtle died 
because it could no longer breathe because it had a straw up its nose. No. How could you live with that knowledge that this 150-year-old, 200-pound sea turtle died because the straw that you drank one drink out of and then threw it away mm-hmm. wind up up its nose. Yep, sure did. Yeah. It's All because up, trash companies are lazy. No, okay. <laughs> or because you didn't care enough about the environment. Man, where's all this trash going to go? <laughs> well, there's a shit ton of ocean. Yeah, let's dump it in the ocean. Send it on a barge and dump it. That's my responsibility. Yeah. Yep, so it all comes back to me. Yeah. And my shitty ways. Yeah. Yeah. They're banned in California right now. You can't find a straw. You actually got to pay extra money. <laughs> it's like a drug deal. <laughs> It's like a drug deal. It's like, hey, hey, bro, you got a straw? People scratching their necks. Like, hey, it's like, yeah, I got a Where straw. Where do I get like five of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a straw. Oh, I got two. How much you want? Meet me, meet me in the back after we close. 30 minutes after we close, I take the trash out. I'll give you a straw. Yeah, is that bad, man? I'll take the trash out. <laughs> Let me dig through the trash. <laughs> Renew and reuse. Save the turtles. Listen, this this kind of goes back. I've wanted to talk about this ever since yeah. I went off on Jenna about the whole gun control bullshit. Okay, yeah, let's bring it so back. So this is, is kind of going to maybe hopefully work into it. All right, let's see. Keep in mind I'm drinking out of a 32-ounce mason jar. Yeah, it's pretty big. That's what she said. Indeed. And it's full. <laughs> <laughs> With a metal straw, because it's environmentally uh, secure. <laughs> That's right. We save the planet here in the Heinz household. There's so much other shit going on. Mm-hmm. And I heard this on another podcast I was listening to. And I just wanted to reach in to my phone, because that's where I was listening to the podcast. And I wanted to grab the person and just kiss them on the forehead and say thank you. Oh, is that good? Yes. Because they're talking about, they specifically said, uh, I don't know, it was like 150 people last year died from uh, mass shootings, right? The next statistic was... Where? Was that in like one state? I I I imagine it's a lot more than that. That was just in America. Wow. The next statement was... Like, 4,000 people have, and honestly, right now, forgive me for butchering my own story, but I forget what the thing was, but it's like, you know, this way more amount of people have dealt with this one thing, but no one's talking about it. Yeah. And my whole point with all that is, whatever the issue is on either side, it's not about... uh, it's not about, like, degrading the fact of horrible things happening. It's just, like, there are worse things happening. And maybe worse is not the... That was your point, actually, on that episode. Do you remember that episode? I do. What what episode was it? That was probably 78, I think it do was. Do you remember the name of it? Ugh. We'll have to put it in the show notes so you can go back yeah. and listen. 
Sorry uh, for our... I'll, I'll think about... I'll, let me look it up, and then, yeah. But the point is, like, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that, like, yes, kids who die in a school shooting, that is horrible. But, actually, no. Erase the butt. I'm just saying, like, you know... 72, actually. So, so episode 72. That far back, wow. You can go back and listen to that one. Yeah, episode 72. And hear the conversation... Yeah. But, like, my point that I, I feel like I failed to communicate in the way that I wanted to was I'm not taking away from the fact that school shootings are horrible and that every individual that is affected by that, like, that's, it's, it's no big deal. Like, it is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And it sucks and it's horrible. But when we focus on that as the thing and yet... There's other things happening at the same time that have way more mass casualties. Yeah. And no one's talking about that. It just begs me to question why. And that is why I was trying to say I do feel like the media spins things to talk about more current issues that they want to push and make a bigger deal out of. A, like... Um, in that case, it was gun laws. Of course. So yeah. if you want to change gun laws, well, let's have the media, the media spin the fact that these kids are going in with guns and they're shooting people and killing people. Yeah. Well, that only affects a, a certain amount of the population versus we have all these other things going on that affect way more people. But we're not talking about those things. Why are we not talking about those things, too? I'm not saying let's not talk about school shootings. I'm saying let's talk about that, because, yes, that's bad and horrible and needs to change and it's fucked up. But also, why can't we talk about things that are, like, way bigger? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And if I sound like a dick, I really am sorry, but that's what I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and I, I totally think it can be that. manipulated, and sure. I feel like there is a hidden agenda. Sure. And, you know, and also with the gun thing, since I'm kind of on it. Sure. And I guess I can get back to the turtles after this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, think about the span of history and how long we've had guns. Guns are not a new thing. The same gun laws that we've had have been around since our Constitution, correct? Of course. How old is America? 200 and something years, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Just. I mean, not exactly, but yes. Well, recently, <laughs> and by recently, I'm saying in the last decade or so, this has become an epidemic, air quote. Yeah. <clears throat> But we've had guns for over 200 years with the same gun laws. And we've had schools for over 200 years. Yeah, sure. And just now it's become a thing? Yeah. So now we should change our gun laws? Yeah. I don't know. Seems yeah. fishy to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, yeah, I, I, I guess to, to that point... Just because something was common doesn't mean that it was right. Sure. 
and I'm sure that that would be the the side that Jenna would would uh would side on. But um, I'm with you though. I'm yeah. I for me, like you know, I've got my grandmother's funeral this weekend, mm-hmm. and I often travel with my gun on me. I don't tell anybody. I don't let anybody know that I have my gun on me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but How much are these beans? Also, I mean, I'm packing. I mean, often, you know, when people see me, I, I have a pistol on my on my side. And, it's uh, that big that it wraps around to your side? <laughs> <laughs> and, and for me, I don't like the fact that I have to have a CPL in order to you know, carry, but then there's laws that says that you can carry as long as it's concealed, or or you can carry openly, without a license, but if you want to conceal, you have to have a license to conceal, to me that's stupid, that's dumb to me, I like the old west days, you know, my grandmother that just passed, Whose uh, whose funerals this weekend? The one thing at the funeral that I guarantee you is going to be heard over and over again is her love for the old west, the old westerns, mm-hmm. where people had guns on their hip all the time, open. You go to the bar, you throw the guy a quarter, you get a, a pint, or you get a, a shot of whiskey. You got your gun on your head, and uh, you get into a gunfight, and pew, pew, you know, <laughs> shit like that. She loved that. That was one of the things that she loved. Uh, for me, I'm like, shit, dude. Yeah, I, I carry weapons. I have weapons in the home, in, in the house, and I love it. it. It provides a bit of security, and if you're dumb enough to, to come into this house uninvited... You just might get popped. Or I might get popped. I don't know. Either way, I mean, shots are going to fire. I, it's a right that we have. It's a privilege that we have. And it's a responsibility that we have to take to, to be, you know, um, responsible. I know that didn't sound right, but you get the point. It's, a, it's an opportunity that we have to be responsible. Uh, to show responsibility. Uh, so I'm all for it. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of dumb people out there, dude. It's a lot, it's a, in this world, I've always said that this world is full, it, it's like a, it's like a bag of trail mix. I love trail mix. It's like a bag of trail mix, this world. And it takes all types of fruits, flakes, and nuts to fill it. And that's the truth. Yeah. Um, but where we get in trouble as a society is that we punish the whole because of the few. And I don't like that. And for me, I, I would be on the side of the renegades 100% of the time because I don't think it's fair to punish the whole that are responsible for the sake of the few. 
and you know what? It's uh, I, I I work with uh, some guys from Brazil. These Brazilian guys, and they um, they often have this same complaint, and they voice it a lot. So we have this work at home policy, uh, where we are allowed to work from home up to two days out of the week, and you know you just have to be responsible and schedule it. You know, send out your emails to the leaders and say what your plan is. You know, sure. In advance, be responsible and do it in advance and say, okay, on Tuesday and on Friday, I'm going to work from home. Okay. You let us know. It's on our calendars. We know where you are. If we need you, we know where you are. Right. That's fine. <clears throat> be responsible. But these guys from Brazil, they keep bringing up, they're like, you know, why is it that we have to keep talking? We know what the policy is. Why do we have to keep talking about it? <laughs> okay, so somebody fucked up and they decided not to put it on their calendar that they were going to be working from home. That's irresponsible of them. Why do we all have to talk about it? Like, why doesn't the manager or the director go to that person and say, hey, look, we were looking for you in the office and you weren't there. You were working from home and we get that. But we didn't know that you were working from home, so therefore when we came looking for you, you weren't available because you weren't there. Yeah. So why isn't that person penalized by themselves and you leave everybody else out of the conversation? You bring everybody else into the conversation and say, we need to make sure that you're doing this and you're doing that and you're obeying the rules. And you, and you spank everybody and say, okay... Since you guys aren't obeying the rules, you can only go down to one day a week working from home. And you got to have a reason for working from home. Why penalize everybody instead of just penalizing the one guy? And, and that's how it seems to be with the whole gun control thing. It's like, yeah, we got some bad eggs. And yeah, we got some people that take advantage of the system and do things improperly. Um, but there's this humongous mass of people who are responsible why penalize those people for the sake of the ones that I get that argument I totally get that argument <coughs> and I know that's not the whole argument and I'm not saying that that's the whole argument but it is one that is emotionally charged because you have people that it's are out there. Emotionally it is. It it really is. And you have people out there that are responsible that are not um, happy about their rights being infringed upon because some people are idiots. And I get that. I totally get that. And I'm not saying you know I'm on one side or the other. I mean I, I'm happy that I'm able to own guns. Well, unfortunately, it's. So. To me, I think it's actually quite simple because if you do it for one, you have to do it for all. Yeah, that's much. literally it. If you've ever worked for yourself or worked for a small business, you know, or something of the sorts, you understand, like, well, if I make this exception for you, then sure enough, I'm going to have other people 
telling me, well, I know you made the exception for them. Like, why won't you do it for me? And then it becomes a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is that fair? I don't think so. No. That's the point of a fucking exception. (laughs) But the second that you make the exception and other people learn about it, then everyone else wants it. Sure. And that, unfortunately, is a huge reality. Yeah. Like, for for just an example, like, I work at uh, a coffee shop a couple days a week, right? Mm-hmm. And we stopped taking drink orders over the phone because we had people calling drink orders and then not show up. Or they would show up, but they wouldn't show up in the time that we told them it would be ready. And therefore... By the time they got there, their drink is cold, or it's hot, or whatever, and we'd have to remake it. So then, Mm. this small business is losing money, all because people aren't showing up, or they're showing up late, and they're having to either completely waste the order, which is a resource, sure, or you're completely wasting one order and having to remake it just because those shit bags are not there when they said they would be. Sure. So now, no, we don't take drink orders over the phone. You can wait like anyone else. So everyone now has to suffer. Now, does everyone not show up? No, obviously not. It's only a few. Honestly, it's probably only a couple. But that's the reality. Yeah. And it still, to this day, causes, you know, not issues, but people get a little weird because it's like, oh, we don't, are you ordering food? If you're ordering food, we'll take a drink order. But if you're not, we don't just do drink. Well, you used to. Well, someone the other day did it for me. Well, this and that. You know, and it's like, well, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely get the few or the minority can fuck things up for the masses. And unfortunately, it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> no doubt about it. I It's... It goes beyond guns. It goes beyond the coffee shop. You know, it goes all the way down to... There's only a few... (laughs) (laughs) Down to the deepest, darkest ocean. Yeah, well... Cross-dressers are the few. You know? Sure. Transgender... They want to be able to use the bathroom that they identify they with. identify with at the moment. So many of them are fluid, completely fluid. You know, one day they feel like they're male, and one day they feel like they're female. Um, the bathroom argument, though, don't even get me started. I, I, oh, my point is that. Everyone pisses and shits. Who fucking gives a care who's next to you while you do it? I agree 100%. People aren't going to get raped any more than they already do. Like, come on now. And, you know, I've talked with people who have children that go to the bathroom and they're still, like, young. And they're like, well, it'd just be a little weird because I feel like predators could, you know, have more availability. And... I still don't think that's even a great argument because yeah, 
I, you know, I don't have a child here on this earth, so what the fuck do I know, I guess? But, like, it's just so dumb to me personally that we're fucking arguing about who can sit down in a toilet. Sure. <laughs> like, honestly, get rid of, like, the urinals that guys pee in. We don't need that. No, we don't. Just fucking make a big bathroom with 20 stalls, and they all have their own private doors, and you go in and you fucking shit or you piss, and you wash your hands and you leave. Yeah. What's the big deal, honestly? Sure. Sure. So so for me, Micah has been using both male and female bathrooms his entire life. He grew up transgender. <laughs> He grew up using both bathrooms. You know, even in the gas station that we go to, it's so funny. Uh, when we when when I pick them up or drop them off, we go to the same bat, uh, uh, gas station, and they've got these two bathrooms. And the line for the men's room oftentimes is twice as long as the line for the female room. And so, Which they'll say... Secret time. Secret time. I will always, if there is a line and I know the women's bathroom is empty... Yeah. I'm going to the women's bathroom. Yeah. Sorry. Totally It's time. a fucking toilet. That was actually the point that I was getting to. If I pee on the seat, happenstantially, I'll clean it. Same thing I would do in a men's bathroom. Like, I'm not just some animal who goes in and pisses all over everywhere and shits on the walls and, like, sure, well, I'm a guy, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. The thing anyway. is, though, is that, you know, when we're standing there waiting for the restroom to, to open up, the uh, whoever the clerk is will say, hey, look, both bathrooms are the same. Just go ahead and use the other one. And both of us have done it. Because it's a fucking toilet. Not at the same time, but both of us have done it. You put your waist in it. Why are we arguing about it? <laughs> Why is it a thing? The thing is, is that you walk into either one of those, it's just a little shitter. And that's okay. It's totally okay. And I've been okay with it from the beginning of the argument. And I cannot believe that it has become such a big deal in this country. Yeah. Because back in the day... I can, though. It's too many... Dude. Too many Western bullshit I... Christians who are small-minded yeah. and brainwashed. And that's just... That's just the truth. So so why, why are Christians mucking up the water so much? And making a big deal out of nothing. Because you can't be gay. It's one of the big sins. Yeah, I'm just... Fuck the other 610. If you're gay... 613. It's like... It's the holy grail of sin. But I'm not so sure that... It really is the holy grail. I mean, it, it's... For well, me... It's obviously not. But that's how it... That's that's a that's, that's a process that's, of thinking for a lot of Christian people. So when do you think that it's gonna? And, and I'm really trying to be careful here because I, I I know that a lot of Europe is post-Christian. Sure. Have you heard that term? Oh yeah. Right, post-Christian. 
Well, honestly, I think we are, especially with, like, Micah's generation. So yeah. he's, what, 11, 12? 12. And then, obviously, with Max, he's not even two months old yet. He's a month old. Yeah. Actually, yesterday. So, the, with their generation. The day of this recording, yesterday, he was a month old. For sure, with their generations, like, the, I, I don't know. Like, it's a whole other era. You know what I'm saying? And we're becoming a post-Christian uh, country. And I can't prove it. You know, I can't give statistics. I can't Google it and be like, oh, you know, but I honestly think like from our generation to a month old, we're becoming more post-Christian. And by that, I just mean we're losing the whole bullshit, fucked up, brainwashed, mentality of Western societal church. Yeah. And honestly, I hope that's true. Because, you know, the dogmatic Trump-supporting white nationalist who's racist and either openly admits it or tries to, you know, debunk it, but they really are, like... Yeah. It's super prevalent in our in our nation. No doubt about and it. And it's very sad, and there's a lot of fucking bullshit, and it's not Christian. No, it's not. It is not Jesus. It is not biblical. No way. And I do believe that the pendulum is swinging. And even with this podcast, I feel like, you know, you're a doctor. But I'm just a schmuck, bro. Like you are not I'm a just, schmuck. I'm just saying thoughts <laughs> that I have and telling things how I see it through my worldview. I've sure. lived a lot of places, seen different cultures here in America, and you know whatever. I'm just giving my opinions. But like, I do think it's changing. I do think it's kind of slow, but you know. I don't know if any of that makes any sense, but no, it does. It it it, it makes total sense. I guess and I haven't answered your question, but nope. To answer your question, I don't know. I don't know when or what or how, but I do know something has to happen, or we're gonna go so right that it's just like fucking Holocaust time again. I would argue that we are so right. But I mean left? What am I saying? No, you mean right. I think you mean right. I'm agreeing with you <laughs> in what you said. I'm just saying that I feel like we are so right that we have completely become ridiculous. It's a clown show. We, we're so far calling evil evil so much that we're starting to call things that are not evil evil. Yeah. And we're losing sight of the humanity be in an effort of, to pursue perfection. And we're losing the sight of our humanity and the fact that we'll never be perfect. We'll never be perfect. And the only thing that we can do is progress. 
Oh, but that's messy. It is. It is. But the the fact is, is that we are moving forward to a place of understanding humanity and understanding what makes people tick, understanding culture. And we have to start with our own environment where we are. And we have one side of the country that is so far left, the middle of the country that is so far right, and then the right side of the country, uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying left, right, center. I'm, I'm saying the, I'm looking at the map of the U.S. And I'm saying the left side of the country being the west side of the country is completely left. Right? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't Majority. you agree? Sure. Majority. Majority of the west side of the country is left, politically. Majority of the middle of the country is right. Majority of the rights, uh, the the east side of the country is east completely side? mixed. I would argue that the east side of the country is is very very mixed in in left or right political uh, points of view, and I think it's because of inv just environment and and the type of people that live there. Um, but I, I, I guess what I'm what I'm getting to is that we don't all have the same authority of morality. And because we don't, there's so many different views viewpoints as to what is right and what is wrong, what is acceptable and what is not. We got so many uh, different viewpoints that that span this country, um, I, I think we are moving closer and closer and closer to the way Europe is now, being completely post-Christian in the U.S. And part of me says it's quite disturbing as a Christian. Part of me says it's quite disturbing because I don't want our country to lose its Christian core. But then there's also a part of me that says this country hasn't had a Christian core in 200 years. Sure, because what's, you know, the Christian core that we do have, is it is it truly Christian? Is it truly Christ and biblical? Because I would definitely argue not so much on a majority level. Sure. So so I, I would say that maybe it started off that way, trying to be that, or trying to have their Christian core, but the people that were in power in the beginning had a tainted view of what that Christian core really was. Well, and the, the whole thing of, like, church and state, should they mix... You know, we can't... I, honestly, as someone who's a Christ follower, I don't feel like we can govern through Christ's beliefs. Like, we, I can't force someone else to be a Christian, a Christ follower. 
I can't, I can't force you to accept Christ as your Savior. Nor should I. Why, like, why would I want to do that? It's not real. Like, out of a fear-based thing, or a, a consequential thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... That's the complete opposite of having a relationship with your Savior. Sure. A.K.A. Christ Jesus. Sure. So, you know, I, I just... And listen, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know, you know, sure, God was mentioned in the Constitution. That's yes. great. That's a fact. Yes. Can't argue it. Right. And I'm not trying to. Never will. Right. But the second that, you know, Christ followers try and say, well, you know what? If you want to fornicate, this is what's going to happen. You know what? If you want to associate with an opposite sex that you're born in, this is what's going to happen. You know what? If you want to be drunk, this is what's going to happen. You know what? If you want to overeat, this is what's going to happen. And you could do that with so many things. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But that's not right. <clears throat> right. Because you're going to, air quotes, convert people to Christianity because of fear inconsequential evidence like that is bullshit I agree <clears throat> so with the whole church and state separation honestly I think I I can say right now I completely agree with a separation of that keep it separate why can't we live all together and govern a society without faith being inserted into it oh you're making Jenna so happy right now Seriously, though. You're right. If you want to be a fucking atheist, or you want to be the biggest Christian ever, we can still drive on the same road and know, hey, when I see a red light, I need to stop. When I see a green light, I can go. Sure. And maybe that's like an elementary explanation. And honestly, it probably is. Yeah. Because, again, I'm a... <laughs> Seriously, you know what I mean? Like... The second we try and govern through our faith, it just doesn't make sense. No. And honestly, when you read the New Testament and you follow Jesus' story, and even the, the disciples' story, yeah. you don't see them trying to govern a culture through laws and regulations. Why do we try and do that now? Like, why do we think that that's how things should happen in America? Yeah. And, and to your point, uh, Jesus didn't come to overthrow the Caesar. Roman <laughs> government, right? So the Jews were looking for the Messiah. So, so part of the reason why the Jews don't see Jesus as the Messiah is because they believe that the Messiah would come and overthrow the Roman government. And and to that point, the Romans do not control the world <laughs> today, right? Um, the Romans do not control the Jewish people today. Um, and even though they did back in that day, back in Jesus' day, it was the, the point that Jesus was pointing out was that yeah, I, 
I'm not coming to overthrow the, the Roman government. What I'm coming to do is to fulfill the law and to show you that relationship with God, your Father, goes beyond these laws and is all about a heart thing and a, and a position of faith. It's not about the uh, the Roman law or, you know, so he says, he, he picked up a coin and says, whose inscription is on it? Well, it's Caesar's. And Jesus said very plainly, okay, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Right? Like he said, look, I, I agree with, you know, this society, it is what it is. This is the time that we're in. But I, I think that Jesus, when he said that, he spoke from a, a place much higher up, as they say in the business world, a 10,000 foot view is what he spoke from when he said that. Right. He was looking from a higher perspective saying, yeah, this governmental authority that is in place right now is only temporary. Which is why he taught the principles of the kingdom of God. In that we belong to, an, or, or, or we live by an authority that is above the authority of man. And that's why you can, whatever you bind in heaven is bound, is bound on earth. Whatever you loose in heaven is loosed on earth. Because there was a different system that Jesus was trying to break the, the mindset of, of the, the, the natural mindset of this world and help us to see that there's a greater kingdom that is out there that we can tap into through faith and not have to be bound to the physical world that we're in. In that, through prayer and through relationship with God, we can make things happen in the natural world that seems impossible. You know what I'm saying? So, when we look at these natural things that are happening in the world today, we can, it's so easy to become so enamored with it that we try to force our point of view into it. And I, I, I believe that Jesus wasn't about forcing his point of view into the natural world as it was, but it was to prove to us that are the children of God that, hey, look, there is a whole other dimension of reality that you haven't tapped into. There's a whole other dimension of, of, of being that you are a part of through faith that you can live above your circumstance, you can live above your emotions, you can live above your problems, you can live above your current state just by changing your focus, just by, and I know that sounds super new agey. So mystical. It, it sounds so mystical. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm just telling you just a personal revelation that I've had that this world is temporary. This life is temporary. And you can choose to live in the moment and 
allow your emotions and your worldview to circle around the moment, or you can step back and look at the bigger picture and you can see where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. And you can embrace the totality of who you are and you can live outside of the noise. And I think this is just a different perspective. Yeah. And it's, it's something that you get to... Uh, it's just a different revelation. It's just a different truth. You know, I'm not going to be fucking depressed because of my current circumstance. I'm not going to be... Dude, I got some shit going on right now that we can talk about after this podcast. <laughs> I got some shit going on. <clears throat> but I choose to take a step back and look at the moment, but also look at, hey, look, dude, that's where I was 10 years ago. I mean, I, I just, just take the fact that I'm on my second marriage, right? And just have my second kid. I mean, you're already going to hell for that, so... Already going to hell for that. I'm not thinking about my first marriage. It's never a thought. I don't ever think about going back. I don't think about doubling back. I don't think about nothing when it comes back to that. I have already been with my wife longer than I was with my first wife. I've already outlasted that relationship from dating and marriage already have surpassed that I'm not doubling back I know where I was I know where I am and I have a vision of where I want to be in the future I've taken a step back and I'm not allowing the current shit that's going on to dictate my emotions, or my behavior because I understand the totality of me as a person, as a child of God, is so much greater than where I've been, but yet has the potential to be where I want to be. It's a totally different mindset. Totally different. And I, and I, I truly believe that that was kind of that was part of what Jesus was trying to portray to people when he said, my kingdom is not of this world. He made that statement. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, you may destroy this body. I'll raise it up in three days and I'll show you the glory of God. It's literally what he said. He said, I'm going to show you the glory of God. Because he was able to say, or he was able to to know. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know if that got on the mic or not. Sean is in this small ass <laughs> ten by six recording studio that I have, farting. <laughs> Jesus was able to not only display, but to teach and to show 
Okay, remember a few episodes ago when I said that it is, it is absolutely impossible for Sean to to fart without laughing? Well, that, that's what's happening right now. Oh, God. I'm breathing out of my mouth. 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 He says it doesn't smell. Do you smell anything? I'm not trying to smell anything. Because you don't. I don't want to smell anything. And you're not going to. Oh my god, I feel like I'm in a podcast with my wife right now. <laughs> she farts. You can't smell it. Shit, I can't smell it. I don't want to smell it. Alright. Jesus made the point that, look, I'm outside of this. I, I exist outside of this. My kingdom is... Uh, my uh, my authority, my rule, goes beyond this physical being. I'm not dependent upon this system, and I'm not um, I'm not bound by these these rules and these laws. I'll I'll concede where I want to concede in this natural world to prove a point. But but the fact is is that I'm better than that. And, and we all have to get to that point as Christians and just say, I'm better than that. And I think that that's okay to do. I think it's okay to say that I'm better than that. I'm not going to fucking be depressed by this situation just because majority of people are depressed by this situation. I'm not going to be... Um, I'm not going to... This isn't going to destroy my life just because most people say or believe, or experience this destruction in their lives. We can live beyond it, and we can grow beyond it, if we're able to change our perspective. That's my point. I'm gassy all of a sudden. <laughs> no, not, it's, it's not. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Repent right now. Repent before the Father. Fall on your knees. It is not. You're gassy right now. So, <coughs> secret time. Oh, no. Secret time. Sean, after less than five minutes of walking <laughs> in the door, less than five minutes, he says, uh, with a very solemn face. <laughs> no very, smile, no laugh. Very serious. Moment. Very serious. <laughs> he says, and I quote, I'm about to go blow out your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I told the truth too, boy. You told the truth. He said it. He said it. He said it. He said, I'm about to go blow out your bathroom. And so me and Brooke are, are, are uh, me and Brooklyn are, are in the kitchen. I'm putting together the, 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 the rub on the pork butts that we're going to have tomorrow. And we hear this noise coming out of the bathroom. And followed by the noise is Sean laughing. Because he can't fart without laughing. It's like... Brrr. 
<laughs> and then that laugh. <laughs> He's laughing at himself sitting on the throne. It's great. Yep. It's and great. Just to tie it all back together. Yeah. You don't have gender specific bathrooms. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. We've got candles everywhere, and um, I sprayed. Oh, you spray? That's good. I cleaned the walls up. I did. You know what? It's 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 partly on me because I didn't. I forgot to light the bath the the candle in the bathroom. You did. Yeah. I had candles lit. We had candles lit around the house. It would have blown out anyway. <laughs> we wanted to make it a nice, inviting environment for <laughs> Sean and Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> you know, we. You know, I, I turned on the lamps. We washed all the sheets and the bedding, and you know, turned on the lamps and everything. We laid in bed before you guys got here, and Jenna was like. Do we seriously need the lamps on right now? Because it was like lighting up the whole upstairs. Those yeah. two lamps in your bedroom were lighting up the whole second floor. Um, or third floor. Which is it? Second floor or third floor? Second floor. We're in the basement. We're in the basement, so it's the second floor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. You overthought that so I long. I did. I did. I did. Um... It, it lit up the whole second floor. Our bedroom, the baby's bedroom, everything. It was just lit. And so she was like, do we really need all those lights on? I said, they're on their way. They're almost here. And then she just rolled over and went to sleep. Um, so I, I got up and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be in bed right now. I'm not tired. I am tired, but I'm excited that you guys are coming. <laughs> so let me get on up. And uh, I turned off one of the lamps, one of the two lamps. So, um, to kind of dim it down so that she can sleep mm -hmm. peacefully. Yeah, I try to be a good husband. I really do. Keep trying. I'm shitty at it, too, but I try. <laughs> I really try. Uh, it's all good. But anyway, over an hour in... We're super excited that you guys are here, and we're gonna try Hello to do a, try to do a couple more recordings, and uh, kind of like highlight the days. So we planned this out before you guys gave us the date. We had a the doctor's appointment for the baby, and then after you guys gave us the date, my grandmother died. <laughs> Yeah. So we have a funeral this weekend. So we'll see a couple hours this weekend. <laughs> we got so much going on, but we're still going to stay up late and uh, have some drinks, have some fires, and uh, smoke some meat. Smoke some meat, have some barbecues, blow up some toilets. We're going to go pick up Micah tomorrow uh, for the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. He, you know what? He decided to join the choir this year. Really? Yeah. Which is completely different. What is he singing? I don't know. No idea. It's either a 
It's probably an alto or a tenor. I, yeah, one of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim it. Last year he wanted to play the drums. Hell yeah. He wanted to play the drums because I I play drums. You mm-hmm. play drums too. Used to. Used to. I used to as well. Yeah. But give me a couple. Give me a pair of sticks. I'm sure I can pick it back up. Right. You too. Um. But then he he went from the drums to a trombone. That's and, gay. And we had the pony. <laughs> <laughs> just note. Not the gay is wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> just note. Don't ever say that to your kid. <laughs> don't ever say that to your kid. Hey, hey, you dad, the flute? Daddy, I want to play. The, daddy, I want to play the trombone. Son, that's gay. <laughs> just don't do that. But. You know, he didn't end up, he did, well, he wanted to play something. He wanted to play drums and, and ended up playing the trombone. Um, and then dropped that this year after Crazy. all the, after all the money it took to, to buy a trombone. His balls finally dropped. His balls dropped and then he said, well, I just want to sing. Said, all right, fine. Go ahead and sing. Fuck, next year he might take up drama or something. I don't know. Uh-oh. He still plays soccer every soccer, baseball, and he's still in karate. This kid is going to be a black belt in karate by the time he uh, that's dope graduates. I was in karate. He's still in it and has been in it for the last five years at least. So that's cool, man. We'll see. <laughs> and he's still playing basketball. He hasn't played football yet. He wanted to play hockey last year, and I told him, I love you, son, with all my heart. I ain't made of money. That is the most expensive sport that you could ever play. So, here. no thank you. Uh, so, just stick with your uh, soccer and baseball. Why don't we retry the trombone? <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Sean and I are going to go drive and pick up Micah for the weekend. And um, we'll have a couple breaks in between then. And you guys are going to go visit Detroit. Yeah. 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 I don't know how <clears throat> how banging uh, Eastern Market is going to be this weekend. It's cold. I don't know. We'll try it out. But, yeah, try it out and have some fun. Um, I proposed... To Brooke in uh, in front of um, the train station. So I know we definitely want to go back there and make out. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Hundred percent. You guys were you proposed to her in front of the I did Detroit train station. I did. Holy crap! I didn't know that. As I'm getting down on one knee. These people were driving by honking and being like, yes, say yes. So, and I was like, you don't even know me. What if I'm an asshole? <laughs> well, <laughs> spot on. <laughs> Pot kettle black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mercury burger bars right there. Yep. Slows across the street. Mm-hmm. You're at that train station. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Corktown. In Corktown. Yeah, in Corktown. You proposed to Brooke in Corktown. Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. <clears throat> That's... Pulled the car over. 
pretty romantic. We got out. I started saying some uh, shit. And, uh, bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. You did good, kid. You, you did good. I mean, she said yes, so. <laughs> it's denoted by the, <laughs> the two of you being here. Yeah, together. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to go check out some Detroit. I'm sure it's changed since I've been around and going to try and find some good spots. You know what I really want while I'm here? Yeah. I really only want two or three things. Lafayette. No, I'm not going back to that shit. <laughs> I already tore up your toilet tonight. You want that to happen all weekend? <clears throat> I want a Bronx burger from Bronx Bar. Nice. Because Solid choice. It's legit my number one burger ever. Solid choice. Um, and second, I want pizza. I don't know if I want it from Jolly Pumpkin or Tony V's down in Wayne State. Fuck Tony or V's. Or Pie But I want some Detroit pizza, man. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I would say Louie's down at Eastern Market, but honestly, the last few times before I moved, they kind of, I don't know, man. It went, it changed a little bit, you know what I mean? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. But yeah, there's a ton of great food here, man. I just get jets. I just order jets. Well, that's, you know. That's good. Jets. Jets. Buddies. I've never had buddies. I don't know about buddies. Buddies is right down the street from us. You gotta have buddies. Oh, Brooke wants some sushi. Bluefin. We gotta do Bluefin. We gotta hit that up. We gotta do Bluefin. So Bluefin... Has been was voted number three sushi uh, restaurant in the state of Michigan, and it's right down the street from our house. And I would vote it number one because I I've not had it better. Hmm. Yeah, I've not had better. Oh, uh, and that's it. That's the beeper for the. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta check some meat. That's the beeper for the meat. The temperature dropped back down to two twenty five. So, we're good to go. Alright, peeps. Yeah, it's been real. Hope you enjoyed the combo. If you want to check us out, you can do that on the World Wide Webs at unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com Feel free to uh, drop us a line, let us know what you think. Maybe you got a topic, maybe you want to input, maybe you want to be on the podcast. Whatever it is, let us know. Definitely wherever you like, um, or wherever you listen, I mean, uh, give us a like, subscribe, drop us five stars, because that's how people find us, is by generous people like you rating us good quality. Indeed. I'm going to go film a mason jar and hopefully poop again. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Peace.